Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Previously on Dungeons & Dragons. You were being rushed by four ogres. The dwarves that you were dealing with, they have uh, turned tail and fled. So you are now under the possession of the cultists. So we have to fight uh, and babysit at the same time. Sheila flags steel, yes. Donnie! Make sure you look at that prisoner. Like, yeah, she's shackled up, but I'll go over there. <laughs> yeah, Donnie's got his watchful eyes on her. Uh, second roll, critical fail. Critical oh. fail. <laughs> <laughs> I like the delay. Donnie does uh, take a, a bite or a sting at him, trying to stop him and paralyze him, uh, but it doesn't work, and he still manages to get to, uh, to Chila, and he breaks her neck, and she doesn't seem to put up a fight at this. Saves you having to uh, tie her up and throw her in a river. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We're going to keep going a little rock and save uh, B.A. Baracus. Wait, did you say B.A. Baracus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. And Baron and the older lady are having a bit of a, a discussion. They brought with them some something evil. I don't think they knew they had it among them when they came, but I do believe... They've left it here. Yeah, we want to pick a, a good uh, location where we can keep an eye on things. Like, we're going to trap it. And then you hear a woman scream. And it sounds like it's coming from the direction of Baron's house. There doesn't appear to be anything in the room except you see a green haze mist. And she's screaming over and over. It's gone. It's gone. I don't know what it was, but I think I heard it. And it's big. Last time, you guys burst into Baron and Sasha's house after Mm -hmm. you set your trap in the town square. Which did not work. Which clearly did not clearly. work. But I get to jump like a badass off of a roof onto an owl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you did. Yeah. Like, can you really call that a fail? I don't think Oh, no, it was a win all around. So you burst in and you see Sasha screaming. She's covered in blood. Um, she has some minor cuts. You, you look at her and you don't really think that it's all of her blood specifically. You see um, there's a smashed window to the right in the room where she's sitting. Is it smashed in or smashed out? It is smashed in, okay. into the room. You can see from the front door, there's a straight shot to the back door. The back door is also open. So you notice a kind of a mist in the room where Sasha is um, that seems out of place, but you, you can't you know figure out exactly what it is, but there is a mist in the room. Guys. There's a mist in the room. Does it seem like it's magical? I'm going to say yes. Spooky. Just because just I just feel it. I just feel it in my bones. 
I don't like the sound of this mist. No, I'm not into magic mists at all. You want to turn off your phone there, Hollywood? Sorry. (laughs) God. You guys said sass her, right? That's exactly what we said. I was going to just say, did you guys ever see, and then I couldn't even remember what the movie was that Tom and I were bugging you guys to go see. Rogue One. Did you ever go see Rogue One? No, we haven't seen any movies in theaters. Oh my God. You guys are the worst. It's almost out on VHS, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Betamax, yeah. Oh, good, good. Uh, That's funny. Uh, I have Arcana. Can I, can I, like... You have Arcana? Arcana. Arcana would be more dog-like. Oh, right. (laughs) Uh, Well, I have that, too. Yep. Uh, Can I make a... An arcana check sure. to see if like there's any I know of any magical or historical properties having to do with like creatures that it's a it's a it's a fuck. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> we all know what you're trying to say. I, I'm trying to figure out my, my modifier. It's a plus five. I got 16. You uh, can detect that there are some magical properties to it. Knew it. Knew it in my thoughts. But you haven't come across this spell in particular in your in your magical enlightenment period. Can I tell if, like, do I have, like, a little Rolodex of mystical, like, creatures that create this kind of mist in their wake? Um... <laughs> like maybe, like his, his look on his face is like, mm, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not some kind okay. of smoke bomb that fantasy Batman throws down before he leaves the room. No, no, okay. uh, not a smoke bomb. No, no good. Well, I'm thinking more of like ectoplasm left behind. Mm, okay, okay. So no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also a hard no. While we've been checking out this mist, I assume uh, Baron has run to Sasha's side and is seeing if she's okay, since we're all just standing here jagging around talking about the mist. (laughs) She's bleeding. Yes, Baron rushed immediately to Sasha's side to try and calm her down as she was screaming and yelling. Good, good. And they are discussing what happened, um, and she tells him that two beasts in dark cloaks came in they had long claws and bright white eyes and when they came in she felt that she could not move she was enthralled or something like paralyzed she says it felt like i i had control of my body but i just i just couldn't like i was you know in my body but i just couldn't move i don't know what, if they were doing something to me or if I was just so frightened. Uh, where'd the blood come from? Is she bleeding? You um, examine her a little bit and there are, she does have some cuts on her. Um, looks like they could be some from the glass of the window. There are a couple lar- a bit larger cuts, which looks like they could be from some sort of claw or knife or uh, something like that. But there's a little bit of blood elsewhere in the room, but you don't see anything major where the where a lot of the blood could have come from. Could you walk us through the events of what happened? She says, "Yeah, well, I was, I was waiting here for for Baron to come back, and there was a loud explosion beside me um, as as the window 
burst in. And I was hit by some of the glass and in came these two creatures. Um, and as I said, I, I couldn't, I couldn't move to run away. And then they started to attack me. And, but you guys quickly came after I screamed and they heard you running up. And then I think they left through the back. Well, it looks like we saved the day again. <laughs> End of adventure. <laughs> uh, well, I guess if they if they just left, we should probably hightail it after them, eh? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I quickly like go down and like take like a little sample of the blood. Like a like a CSI elf. Like an ECS. So you put it into your test tube and Yeah. I love that you just said that because that's what I was just thinking. Like I wanna say to her, tell us everything, even if it doesn't seem important. And it's like, <laughs> what like I'm not a cop. Like I'm not <laughs> even the most minor detail. Yeah, like I don't know any of the creatures in this universe except for the ones we have explicitly already seen, and I probably forget some of them. But you know, still for like the sake of character interaction, I exactly, <laughs> exactly, I like it. Okay, so you take a sample of blood. I do. For what do you I, put your blood in? I have. Well, considering I am a magical druid, mm-hmm. I have my satchel, my bag, right? That can carry many things. No, not no, this you, bag, not you, yet. You but my bag, that. my regular bag, yep. has a lot of different little um, glass jars and containers in order to gather the things that I need to create my spells. Because there are some spells that need Touché. shit. All right, And good. of course, I have empty ones because I need to collect shit. I'm just looking for you guys to justify things every I, now and again. I justify Russ, the shit you just got served. You That's just good. deserved. That's right. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't have an answer whipped up for that, I'd be like, I get a cup from the kitchen and put it in there. <laughs> it is. It would be a bit of a power move to chase an enemy, go into the fight and be like, what's this? Oh, this is a glass of your blood. <laughs> It'd be pretty intimidating. I would have to think so. I, I would be intimidated. Well, I'd be very freaked out. Um, Amy left. She'll be right back, I assume. We could uh, try and take guacamole without her. I'm going <laughs> to... They're taking guacamole. Without me? Yeah. The fuck? Can I come too? Yeah. Guacamole doesn't go for it. What is your problem? I'm hungry. That's my problem. So you got the noisiest <laughs> snack in the house? <laughs> I can't open the bag. This is like when someone is at the movie theater trying to quietly open their bag <laughs> instead of just ripping it open. Yeah. Uh, Did you not want to get a bowl? Oh, shit. <laughs> we'll wait. No, don't get in louder okay. thing. <laughs> <laughs> she picked up a mouse pad wrapped in a plastic bag and was like, I'll use this. Uh, so good. Uh, <laughs> she really took that sass note to heart. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think both of the Moors did. You're good now. Oh, another bag. <laughs> Amy's Foley work this episode is amazing. Hi. Oh, stellar. This <laughs> is her collecting know, the blood in a Ziploc yeah. bag. Yep. <laughs> there are no snacks. She's That's making what all I was these just noises. Gonna say, little do we know, she's not even getting snacks. She's making this all up just for the amazing theater that she's creating. Uh, so Thea, can we take guacamole to chase the blind werewolves? For sure. Well, they have white eyes. It's not necessarily that they're blind. And we don't even know if they're covered in hair. I know. I was just picturing them like cataracty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like goats. Yeah. Like goat yeah, eyes. like kind of milky. Like big freaky eyes. You're looking. Russ is staring at me 
like I've got I've got a walnut in my hand and he's just staring me down like how much fucking noise are you gonna make with that making more work for us okay what are you guys doing we are hopping on the back of my giant owl and we're okay. gonna soar and like I don't know get a bird's eye view see if we can sure you guys people? say you're gonna go out the back and um, see if you can't track down um whatever creature it is and Baron is going to take Sasha um, back to the house where um, everybody had set up camp mm-hmm. it is uh, still still the middle of the night wait 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 wait, wait, wait. I have a question are they gonna be safe walking I don't know <laughs> Sasha how did you manage to cut the beasts if you couldn't move when they were near you didn't the beast probably get cut going through the window it seemed like a lot of blood for a window mm. She says, I, I don't think, I don't know if I cut the beast. Oh, okay. Just assumed with the amount of blood, there was probably some sort of struggle. It it could have cut itself somewhere, somewhere else. Seems suspicious. Okay. Let's get on the owl. Okay, <laughs> so you three leave. I can never tell if Russ just isn't ready for the question or if like that's how he's actually like, reacting as the NPC. <laughs> that's why he's so... I, yes, exactly. I never know if the character is like being wily and we need to interrogate them more or if Russ is like, it doesn't fucking matter. Let's move on. <laughs> why are you asking about this? And you At know least- what, you guys? His face gives nothing away either. He just has this dickish smile on his face. I was thinking at least when we played in the same room, sometimes he could be like, dudes. Just with his body language, he can say, dudes. Just the total slump of my body. Yes, exactly. exactly. The defeat in his eyes as we focus on something completely irrelevant. All right, well, let's hop on this owl. Okay, we run out the back door and I whistle for guacamole and she swoops down. Sure. You hop on to her, you see footsteps leave the house, and their house backs onto the little ways onto the forest. And they run straight for the forest. Through the forest. With your owl or without your owl? How thick is this forest? If we were flying above the trees, would we be able to see down? It's fairly thick in most parts. Of course it is. On foot we go. Well, that was a bitchin' ride on guacamole. He's still around for like three days, right? So... Guacamole's we'll a girl, but yes. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, so, uh, into so the dark woods we go. fly up on guacamole, but you see that it is quite thick in most areas, um, and you determine that you probably won't be able to see something walking around. Um, I instruct guacamole to go, to still fly above the forest, and like circle around because the owl has amazing eyesight. So there's a good chance that, you know, if something happens, um, I tell her to like do a loud owl cry. Sure. Or she can be there to snag us up if we get into uh, trouble. Exactly. I love it. You um, go off on foot into the forest. Uh, do you want to make a... I don't care what it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a 14. Now tell me what it was and I'll add my bonus. Is it nature? Because I'm proficient in that. I was going to say probably nature, yeah. Perfect. That is uh, 18 for me. 19 if we're going with survival. 20. Okay, so you quite easily follow the footprints for quite a while. Um, I take it you guys are probably moving fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're trying to catch them. You get 
a good distance into the forest, and it's quite thick and dark there, and the footprints seem to disappear. Hmm. And as you kind of stop and you're looking around trying to find where they went or, you know, what happened to them, you hear a small cry for help coming up from further into the woods. And you hear small footsteps running in roughly your direction. Can I see? I think you guys can both see in the dark, can't you? Yeah. I have dark yeah. vision. Yeah, I within, yeah. within yeah. 60 feet. So can I see yeah. this person? Is this person like within 60 feet in front of us? Um, you don't see them directly. There's there's a fair number of trees oh, and stuff. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, but you don't see them directly in your field of vision at this moment. You can more or less tell which direction they're coming from, and it's the direction that you were traveling in. And they are coming towards us? Yep, roughly in the direction that you guys are, you hear them coming towards you. I say we call out and ask if they need help or who they are. Mm-hmm. Do that in your character voice. Someone <laughs> has to join me. Come on, you guys. Uh, I'll work on it for next time. <laughs> Hello. Who's out there? It's it's me, Lent. I'm I'm over here. And you guys can pick up pretty closely the direction that it uh, that it's coming from, and it sounds like a child's voice. Mm. We run. So you run in the direction you think it is, and you eventually come to um, a small boy. And he looks like he's in some tattered clothes. Um, and it looks like he has been running for quite a while. And he's a little bit out of breath. Um, and he finds you, um, and he looks a little uncertain because obviously he doesn't know who you are. Um, but he says, uh, uh, can, can you help? Help me? Is he a human boy? Yes. Uh, of course we can help you. What's chasing you? Uh, the, 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 I, I don't, I, I don't know what it is, but it, it took me from my house and took me to this place and there's lots of, lots of bones, um, and it's not, not good. It's okay. Thea has an affinity for children. And she she crouches down and hugs the little boy. So thank you. I, I, it's it's back in the woods there. I don't I don't want to go back, for fear that he'll get me. Fair enough. Can guacamole take him back? We'd have to go all the way out of the woods. I think. I don't know if guacamole can like burst down through the tree. Can mm. he burst down through the trees? It, he can just climb up the tree, can he? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you could find a bit of a clearing, clearing. patch. Yeah. What's your name, little boy? Oh, wait, Lent, right? Lent. Lint or Lent? Lent, L-E-N-T. I gave up, uh, gave up cider for you. Okay, <laughs> so we go in, we find a clearing, and maybe guacamole can yep. take um, Lent back to the village? Yeah, yeah, so you find a clearing, guacamole comes down, um, and he's uh, looks a little scared of your giant owl. She's really nice. Wait, did he did he tell us where this lair was in detail? Or what the creature looked like, just to make sure there's not a oh, right. other creature we're after? Uh, he didn't yet, because you didn't ask. Um, but... Um, <laughs> ask. <laughs> well, sorry. Um, he said there's, um, there's this cave, cave that he has been keeping me in and other people from my village. Um, and... It's further back into the woods, the way I was running. I didn't know which way to go once I got out, so I pretty much just 
kept running. I don't know if I, what direction specifically I took. Um, the creature that I saw, he was he was big. He was he was really big, um, and he he was always kind of hunched over and had a had a, a robe or a cloak on, something like that. Um, and and he had scary eyes, scary eyes. Was there only one of them, or was there two? There was only one, only one that I saw. Uh, I I don't know if there are more. What is he doing with all the people? Eating them. Okay. Well, you're safe now. So just hop on up on the owl, and Guacamole will take you home. Okay. And he. I instruct Guacamole to come back after she is done drawing. Sure. So he hops on and holds on to the saddle. The Welcome saddle. Obviously, saddle. I couldn't remember if there was a saddle mm-hmm. or not. Yep. Um, hops on and holds on to the saddle, and guacamole takes off, and you hear a little yeah! as he's <laughs> going up into the air, and then flies away to the cave. I assume, like I know he's a little kid, but he also was running for his life, so he probably left sort of like a thrashed-out trail from the cave, right? Oh, I would imagine so. I think someone outrunning something is yeah. not really caring about whether or not they're breaking twigs. and Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm a master tracker, so I think we should just probably be able to go to the cave. Or at least probably. follow the path that he ran away from the cave in. So we head in that direction. Yeah, so you guys go back to where you met him, and you are quite easily able to follow his footprints because obviously he's not trying to cover anything up. And you make it to... A very dark cave that's carved into the side of a large hill that's back in these forests. Okay, guys, what's the plan? Uh, rush in like foolish maniacs, like normal? Ooh, <laughs> tempting. <laughs> <laughs> or our other plan where you turn into a small creature and go suss things out. What are you guys feeling tonight? <laughs> We do only have two plans. We don't. We, we basically do those two things. Uh, we also, I guess, could send Donnie in there because he can also see in the dark. Oh, yeah. Let's send Donnie. So Donnie's going to fly in sneakily. He's very small and see what he can see and then send us some telepathic messages back. Sure. Yeah. So you send Donnie in there and he's in there for a few minutes before you start getting any word from him and you start seeing images of it's very there there is no light in there everything's very very dark and dank but you see images of piles of bones there are a couple people in makeshift cages that look like they're in similar garb to the people from the city you were in little rock but you don't see any creature that you think you're looking for anyways. So you see a couple couple humans in cages and lots of bones, both human and animal bones as well. Can Donnie fly down and look at the cages and see how they are fastened? Yeah, they're very tightly tied with thin rope. Thicker than thicker than twine, but thinner than rope. And it, it just looks like it's very well knotted um, so as the people inside can't you know, easily get out. Can Donnie try and chew through it? Yeah, yeah. He could probably chew through it. Because if the creature's not there, we should try and get these people out. Yep. Do you want him to chew through it now? Sure. He chews through it, and the people inside look like they were kind of 
asleep, but not so that halfway between sleep stage. And they hear their doors open, but they aren't. They look a little concerned about leaving the cages. Um, can Donnie give them some kind of vision of, well, maybe Little Rock, where we just were, or something so that they understand where we're coming from? He manages to explain through some images and stuff that um, you guys are from Little Rock and they were sent here to try and help and that the path looks clear to the cave door. And it looks like they are getting up and and leaving. Yay! So they slowly make their way out of the cave. And you meet them at the cave entrance. And they say, who, who are you? Are, are you here to help us? Yes, we are. We're here to get you out. That's good. We should, we might go quickly before, before it comes back, before they come back. They? Yes. Yes. How many are there? Uh, two, two that we've seen. Should we send the people home via owl? And go and get in the cages and jump them? You don't think they might notice that, that they used to have two people and now they have three people and a pseudo dragon? Is there only two people? I thought there was like a group of people. There are two people, a man and a woman. Do they look okay? Are they okay like health-wise? Um, they, yeah, they look more or less like the, like the kid, um, a little beaten up, clothes tattered, but more or less they look okay at this point. What are your names? The... Man says, uh, my name's uh, Landon, and this is Umara. We're from, from Little Rock. You, you are? We are the... <laughs> I was hoping someone would fill that in. That would be very we organic. We are the... Oh, I was waiting. Tom, I thought you were going to come yeah. up with something really Yeah, good. I got nothing. <laughs> we, uh, we are the... Thea, Nulara, and Flint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to come up with a clever name for our yeah, it's good. team. It's good. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. Uh, <laughs> we already got little Lent home. Lent. 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 Lent died a while ago. Oh, this isn't good, guys. Oh God, come on, Russ. You okay, think that can't I, be the bad guy. Always with this I knew shit. It. No, you know what? I fucking knew it. I contact guacamole. How, how long's your, killed my owl. How long's your range on guacamole? We, it's telepathic. Yeah, but it, there's a specific there range. There is no range. There is a range. There is no range. Oh, I can't believe you pulled the like, there hasn't been a Lent here in 60 years. You know, <laughs> I, almost, I almost said earlier that th if this is another like witch situation, like we had in that goddamn forest before, I was going to lose my mind. I don't, Russ as a Told DM you, wants isn't. us to not trust anyone. That <laughs> makes us feel so guilty if someone is not a bad person and we don't See, trust it, them? Yeah, if I was like, and I fucking murder the kid. Exactly. He would have been like, well, oh turns God. out it wasn't the kid after all. Turns out you um, murdered an innocent I child. Out. Sure. Uh, I reach out. Guacamole, yeah, you, you do your telepathic thing with guacamole and guacamole is already on the way back to you. So she's dropped off the kid. Okay, how close is she? Is it better to just get her to come and pick up these people and then drop them back off in the city of Mayhem? Um, Guacamole should probably just pick us up. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we just sent the big bad back to the city 
uh, on a winged owl. So maybe we should take that same route back. Yeah, I think we should. I think we might. Let's get the fuck out of here. Sure. <laughs> Kids creeping. Oh, Russ, you've done it again. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we can get on guacamole's back, but I'm sorry, you two are going to have to be carried via claw. Okay. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> They'd be less Sounded scared. a lot more menacing than totally. it actually is. It's actually delightful. There's no time to lose people. Come on. But, like, it's totally fine, guys. Don't worry about it. You're totally safe. They say, okay, we we, we could be on board for that. We run to the um, the clearing that we were at before. Yep. And guacamole meets you there, and everybody gets on board. Board. Pretty gentle, sure we're gentle. pushing the limits of what your owl can carry yeah. at this point. But well, you know what though, guacamole is just gonna have to push through. It's fine. It's well, an emergency. She just doesn't okay. fly as yep. fast. Little adrenaline. Little adrenaline pumps through, and away you go. What if these and, people and are the bad people now? Like, what if Russ is pulling oh, a double shit. switch on us? Because there's two of them, <laughs> and now I can't trust anything. Okay, so now that we're in the air and we're flying, um, guacamole has them in her claws. Perfect. Let's. Uh, let's. Um, Let's interrogate them, you know. Can we roll some sort of check at least to see if we can yes. figure anything out before yeah. we interrogate uh, them? I detect magic. I do detect magic on them, right? If they're shapeshifters. I should have done that. I thought about doing that on the kid. Oh, I thought about so much stuff with that damn kid. See, we were all trying to be nice this time. Damn it. Maybe we should be the untrusting three. Or <laughs> the two trusting Our DM has three. ruined us. Exactly. <laughs> I rolled a perception check, but I didn't perceive very much, so never mind. Yeah, they look like people. <laughs> <laughs> Solid perception. Oh my god, I used detect magic in the last... I thought so, too. Oh, I do. I have it because it's yeah, on my heart. You, you do have detect magic. Well, you had it before, detect, so. I detect... Yes, I um, certainly did. Long story short, you don't detect magic. <laughs> okay. On either of these. I just wanted to make sure you could do it. God. See? See why we don't trust you? <laughs> no kidding. Okay, maybe we should ask these people if they've ever seen these evil things like shapeshift. Absolutely. Or... Whenever they've come into the cave, it's usually, they're usually rather big. I've never seen them change form, but I, that, that doesn't mean they can't. It just means we've never seen them do that. Very philosophical of you. Shouldn't you be yelling this all because you're in an owl claw high above the trees? <laughs> I've never seen them do anything like that before. Thank you. I feel so safe. I'm very relaxed in this giant owl claw. <laughs> well, you interrogate me. She has a gentle caress. And you guys come up to the edge of the city. Where do you want guacamole to set you down? Yes. Edge of the city. <laughs> I I instruct Guacamole to take us to where he or she dropped off Lent sure. or, you know, the uh, Lent imposter. Yeah. And she um, takes you to the house that was the barricade point for the people you met. Oh, shit. Oh There's going to be a fucking massacre in there, you guys. Oh, we really messed this one up. And drops you at the front door um, and you go in. And everything seems to be okay. Everybody kind of looks to you expectantly, um, but you don't see the boy. Where's the boy? What boy? Oh, fuck. The old lady says, what are you talking about? Also, also a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we messed up a little bit. What, what do you mean? We met a boy named Lent, and... 
We sent him back to town, but then these two, gesturing, of course, to Landon and Umara. They wave. They said Lent's dead. The old lady says, Lent was one of the first boys to go missing of our, of our people. So, yeah, I, 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 we assume he's been dead for quite a while. Well, we saw him in the forest, and I hugged him and everything, and he seemed really, really... Now, that's... that's not good. No, no, so we've just um, unleashed a lent-looking thing into the city. Hmm. Our apologies. Did anything happen here while we were gone? Sasha and Baron showed up, and... We saw your owl swoop by, but when we went and kind of looked out, it flew off and we didn't see anybody. Okay, guys, it was just a ghost. Don't worry about it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah, but I, I hugged it. Can't hug ghosts. Who says what you can and can't do to ghosts in this world? I suppose. <laughs> uh, is everybody from town in this stronghold? Yes, yes. Everybody Everybody that's that's left is here. There are about 10 or 15 people within this main room. And then she says, uh, there's, there's some more people in the bedrooms upstairs, a couple people in the kitchen. But yeah, everybody is now in this house that is left in the, in the town. Well, that's good news. The bad news is <laughs> it's a shapeshifter, so could be any of us. Oh, goodness. Uh, or maybe it's not. Maybe uh, Thea just hugged a ghost. I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't know. I like that option better. Maybe Thea should run another uh, Arcana check. i do that. 23. From this room, you can see upstairs that go upstairs. <laughs> Helpful. <laughs> There's the kitchen. Hey, those stairs could go downstairs. Okay? Could have. <laughs> could go downstairs. Yeah. But they go upstairs. <laughs> okay. Not big on basements here, apparently. Mm, wow. So the stairs that go upstairs, there is a feeling of some sort of magic coming up or down the stairs there. I, am I like a, am I like a snake? Am I like, there's a, I, there's a, like, just a hint, guys, just a hint of magic. Well, happening. you get like a, you get like a glow off of it, mm. right? So. Let's follow the yellow brick glow. So you go upstairs and there is more of the mist that you saw in the room um, with uh, Sasha. And it's um, coming out of one of the bedrooms and you can hear inside singing. Oh, I kicked that door down. That's uh, right. I'm just, I'm making an executive decision no time for singing i want to jean-claude van damme that door down you kick in the door and you very clearly startle um there are uh men and a woman and her daughter in there and the daughter was singing um and they um they kind of jump up and huddle together in the corner is there more mist in the room yeah is there like a glow is it coming particular there, from a place yeah there is sorry, like yeah. i'm like a bloodhound on the glow yeah. trail uh yeah there is this room has quite a lot of the mist no one else can see this mist are you asking somebody that yeah well yeah like, like everybody can see the mist and they don't find they're just hanging out in the mist room don't. like they're hot boxing in the mist room what are you doing in this misty room? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. <laughs> what do you say after you kick a door in? <laughs> hey! What's going on here? Mist be gone. Uh, we were just having some quiet time with our family? What? 
in the creepiest of all of the rooms. What do you mean creepy? I can barely see a foot in front of my in okay, front of my face. It's not that much of a mist. It's not like a fog. <laughs> it's a wall of I'm mist. I'm imagining it to be like it's I like open the door and John just, Carpenter's <laughs> the fog. <laughs> There's like yes. it's a light misty aura mm-hmm. about the room. Do you not notice the light misty aura about this room? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's been happening since since for when? quite a while. How we long has it been like figured this? Figured it was like a fog thing. How long? Well, since people started going missing. This room in particular. Before. Not this room specifically, just How it shows How when to this room? Within the, like tonight. I thought it was just like a cold, cold How many minutes? Warm, a Are lot we talking of, like an hour? Well, like a few. It started a little while ago. I, I turned back toward them, probably since we accidentally dropped off the, the lens. Seems, seems to line up. Also, who doesn't notice that there's mist that comes to town at the same time as people start disappearing? I glare at these family that we just kicked in their door. Uh, I have no remorse. I trust no one now. The the I, I the little girl. The man kind of um, adjusts his glasses with his middle finger as you say that, <laughs> pushing it up on the br- bridge of his nose, and says, "Well, I I." We, I guess we didn't put two and two together. That mist might mean not good things. Well, there's something specifically not good about what's going on in this room. How have any of you been separated in the last two hours? I'm talking bathroom breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Did you implement the buddy system or not? Since, well, yeah, I mean, we've, we've used the bathroom. That was your first mistake. All three of you? Or just one of you. My wife went. My daughter went. <laughs> In what order? <laughs> my wife and then my daughter. And when your wife went, were you with the daughter? Yes. The whole time. Well, you didn't even go get a snack. There's not much snacks here. <laughs> there's not many snacks. <laughs> Sorry, we're not as intuitive and intelligent for your likings. There is something wrong here. I should call you the hoity toys. I'm, I'm making a scene now. Thea <laughs> well, was a scribe. She's very particular about language. It's fine. As you are having this argument, um, the mist seems to be swirling around you specifically, Thea. Oh, God, I've anchored the mist, you guys. Just blow really hard. Yeah, I just kind of <laughs> kick and blow at it. You don't feel like it's doing anything to you, but it is swirling around you as you are in- interrogating this family. Okay, there's something mystical about this family, you guys. I, I I would detect magic, but I have a feeling like it's just... But you're surrounded by a glowing mist, so you feel like it might be redundant. <laughs> there might be plenty of magic already going on. Can she Can she feel it? Sorry, Russ, I think you might have just said that. But... Can she... Yeah, Sorry. it's not it's not hurting me. Like nothing is happening. It's just she doesn't she feels like the breeze of it moving around a bit, um, but it doesn't feel like there's any sort of substance to it. Okay, which one of you is doing this? Fess they, up. They all look to each other. Fess up. No, shaking your head isn't gonna do anything. Fess up. I think we we're not doing anything to you. The Husband and wife are shaking their heads, and the little girl is just looking down. Hmm. Great. I'm glad now we automatically suspect children. Always. Another guilty child. <laughs> God, this is the worst. 
I, I switch <laughs> tactics. I switch tactics and I'm like, listen, listen, I'm sorry. We just, we had an awful experience. We found little Lent, but it wasn't him. It was somebody in his body or pretending to look like him. And we're just trying to make sure that the house is secure. As you're doing this, the little girl starts to sing again. Oh, no, God. What's she singing? Um, she sings, lock the door, blow out the light. The hungry only haunts the night. Hide and tremble, oh little one. The, <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares now. Yeah, so. The only wants to have some fun. Oh, I turned to her parents, I'm like, that's a lovely ditty, you teach her? <laughs> like, dudes, this ain't normal. <laughs> hey there, long time no see, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore, and this is episode 9 of Dungeons and Dragons, this one titled, A Hunter in Little Rock Part 1. This is the episode where I think it's really becoming evident how little trust in me as the DM the players have. And you know what? That's okay by me. What's a little fear of children among friends? They can be scary. I know. I, I have one. We didn't do any comments or feedback in the last episode, so we have a few today that I would like to get to, so let's kick that off right now. Tacomaniac777 from the US says, Great D&D podcast. If you're a fan of Dungeons & Dragons, then this is the podcast for you. Russ and Co. do a great job, and every episode is filled with tons of fun and laughs. Highly recommended to anyone into D&D. Disco Sist from Great Britain says, Awesome! Love listening to your adventures! Nerds with Words from the U.S. says, Great D&D podcast. I absolutely love playing D&D, and I love listening to you guys play. Very creative gameplay. Super highly recommended. All super kind words. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts to everyone listening and leaving reviews on iTunes for us. It really, truly helps out a lot. So if you have a little bit of time, please go ahead and do that. Um, if you don't use iTunes and you've got something on your mind, you can send us a note to dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read them uh, the same way we do the iTunes reviews. Any and all we get certainly help out a boatload. But there is another way you can help us, and that's by referring our podcast to your friends and family. You can just send them over to dumbdragons.com. All of our social media and email links are listed there. On Twitter, we are at dumbdragoncast. You can use the dumbdragoncast hashtag so we can track you down and find out if you're talking at us. Um, on Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash dumbdragoncast. Twitter is certainly the place to get the quickest response, as I am on that account quite frequently throughout the day. And you can also send us an email, like I mentioned, to dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com. We do certainly read every review and mention on Facebook and Twitter, so please keep sending those in, and they will likely get read on the show. That's enough for me, though. Let's jump right back in. Episode 10 will be available April 12th, and that will be the continuation of this uh, A Hunter in Little Rock side quest. You have a most wonderful couple weeks because you know what? You deserve it. And I can't wait to talk to you again. Back to the episode. Let's find out how many more trust bridges I can burn before this one's over. We'll see you later. They kind of looked at us and said, well, that's a, that's a children's lullaby that, that, you know, we tell kids to scare them into listening to their parents otherwise the oni's gonna come and get them the oni's not real anything horrible when they say the oni's not real and then the oni bursts through the closet <laughs> uh no mm. the little girl stands up 
and begins to shift shape. Ah, the fuck, yeah, she does. And she grows into a large... Oh, please. I'm going to get to see a picture. I'm not going to show you the picture. It's an audio medium. (laughs) Um, You used to show pictures. This was more fun in Canada. um, You see a giant or ogre-looking creature with dark blue skin, very dark hair. It has a set of ivory horns protruding from its forehead. The eyes are dark, but the pupils are strikingly white. And it has very sharp razor teeth and claws that are jet black. Oh, he's scary, you guys. Well, let's fucking kill him. Before we roll for initiative, Thea, make a charisma saving throw. A charisma saving throw? Wow, that was shitty. Nine. I'm not very charismatic today. You feel like you don't want to hurt this thing. Oh, shit. Uh, Roll for initiative. (laughs) I have a three. I rolled a 20. Nice. 15. Um, No, I hate it when I waste it on initiative. What a waste. I know. God damn it. (laughs) I mean, good for you, but... I know, but then I get a fucking one on my attack roll. That's okay. Well, yeah. Nulara, you're up first. Perfect. I pull out Flame Tongue. I whisper Muy Caliente, and then I roll an amazing... Oh, 19. That will do it, because I get... uh, I don't even remember anymore, but a plus something amazing. It's like nine or something stupid like that. I think it is nine. Why can't I remember how to play this game? Yep, plus nine. (laughs) (laughs) It really hasn't been that long. I know, but I feel like we haven't had a fight in a while. Only almost two years. And we're fighting children, so... I know. <laughs> not fighting a child anymore. Uh, so that is uh, 28. By the way, Russ, did these parents just, like, freak the fuck out when this thing transforms? The parents... Uh, yeah, the parents lose their shit. And they are working their way towards the door. They're still in the room, but they're not quite frozen in fear, but they're just kind of scooching along, screaming and not having a great time that their kid just turned into this giant monster. Scream scooching. Scream scooching, <laughs> yeah. Classic. Sorry, it was wisdom saving throw, so you had... I didn't do a wisdom I know. saving throw. I know. Um, so that gives you, me an 11. You still feel friendly towards this creature. Friendly, like I'm not going to be able to participate in the battle? We'll see once it gets to your turn. Um, mm-hmm. So, sorry, yeah, Nular, you're hit, hit. Eight damage. It, it was a 28, which I assume hit. Uh, yeah, 28. Hit. Okay, so, uh, so eight, eight damage. damage. Uh, second attack. Uh, not so good. Uh, 14. Uh, 14 is not a hit. Okay, Donnie's going to go for it because he's real pissed off at this fake out. Uh, and he got a 20 uh, just with bonuses. Cool, yeah. Good job, Donnie. And... Russ, it's up to you if I do this, but I actually was reading my notes today, and <laughs> I've been giving Donnie right. his normal damage, which is 1d4 plus 2, but he's also supposed to get a plus 3 um, for something to do with one of my level ups that I had forgotten about. Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so that is 5 damage from Donnie, and then it needs to do a constitution saving throw. Uh, that is a 15. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, then. Flint. Oh, I'm going to bring the pain. I am not impressed with this whatsoever. Uh, So the first one's a 21. 21 is good, yeah. Uh, Six. 
And 11 is 17 and 4, so 21 damage. Ooh. And second one is a... What's that, 11? 18. 18 is still good, yeah. All right, perfect. Six again. And 10 this time. So plus 4 is 20. Okay, and it is his turn. Onis, at the start of their turn, regain 10 hit points, as long as they have at least one remaining. Good lord. So he will do that. Is there some way I can learn that skill? It's called regeneration. You fig- you figure that out. All right, I'll, I'll can, work on it. You can work on it. He pulls from his uh, cloak a long glaive, which is a long spear-type rod with two blades on either end. And he swings at flint, and he gets uh, two attacks. So first one is a, a 13. Second one is a 19. I think the 19 hits. The 19 definitely hits, yeah. That sounded like a lot of dice. There's only two dice. 16 slashing damage. Ow. He moves himself towards the window in the room. It's Thea's turn. And you, Thea, you see your friends hitting the Oni, and you are... Um, drawn to stop them from doing that. Okay. So you are going to attack one of them. Okay. You are going to try and attack. Okay. I'm gonna. I'll roll for it just to keep it random. You are going to attack Nulara. Okay, sorry, Nulara. But I get to choose what I attack her with. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> Nulara, um, this is this is good. This is fine. It's gonna be okay. Okay. So I'm going to use hold person, and that is going to be my okay. Um, so it doesn't actually cause any damage, um, but yes, it does. you know it doesn't. Why do you have two d eight fire damage associated to it? It I don't know. <laughs> oh, because I I no I. Uh, it's not just damage when it's convenient. Ah, oh, let me look. Essentially, it just stops you from moving, but then again, oh wait, do you want that or do you want to be hurt? I'm just, I'm uh, just gonna ask. Just like hit me with some shitty weapon. Okay. I have full hit points, like don't, don't well, moonbeam and... me or anything, but. Okay, no, I, w- I wouldn't do that. I'm gonna use like, oh, I'm gonna use my slingshot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a rock at you. Perfect. I'm gonna throw a rock I at mean, you. I mean, I guess not perfect, but. <laughs> Roll for your attack. It's one of those healing rocks. <laughs> Four. Does a four hit you? It does not. Plus two? How about a six? Even still. Okay. Never mind. Perfect. So I whip it at you and I go, just kidding. At the end of your turn, you can save against the charm that you have over you. (gasps) Fuck. You are still charmed by the Oni and it's (laughs) New Lara's turn. Mm. Um, And you guys just see Thea aim for New Lara. And now it's New Lara's turn. You don't know that she is charmed. Even though she just threw a rock at me? So I know something's up. You know something's up, but you you don't know that she has been charmed. Right. Player knowledge, character knowledge. Okay. Flint, I think that miss did something to her. She's throwing rocks at me. Super weird. <laughs> and then and then I attack the Oni with a 24. Yep. And 16 damage on that attack. Nice. Second attack. <laughs> 21. And that is 7. 11, 13 damage. Then Donnie gets in on the action. He rolls a 20. Well, he doesn't roll a 20, but 
and he gets four plus three is seven damage. And then constitution saving throw for that big bad. Uh, 17. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Flint, you're uh, up. I'd like to uh, get in the way in between the, the window and this Oni, because it seemed like it was making its way over there. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. It is currently between you and the window at this point, um, but there's about five to ten feet between it and the window. All right, well, I hustle and uh, do some sort of awesome power slide to get into its way. Rewind a little bit here. So you, if you go through his reach, his zone, there is an op- a chance for an opportunity attack from him. Okay, that's fine. So you go to move past him and get between him and the window, and he tries to reach at you with his claw, which might not be good. 13. He doesn't do any it's like damage. a swipe at me, but didn't hit. Exactly. So you are now between him and the window. Excellent. Because it's go time. Uh, so 23 on that roll? Yep, 23 is good. Four. Ooh. And six, ten, and four is 14. Ooh. And second attack. That's 21, but not critical. Uh, six, seven, 13, and four, 17. It's his turn, um, and with that hit, he's looking uh, noticeable damage to him, so he's looking a little bloodied there. And he... When you ran past him, he kind of turned and followed you. And he looks like he is charging you. So that'll be 19. That hits. He runs into you and is trying to push you seemingly with him through the window. So I'll give you a strength saving throw. Okay. To see if you can block him from pushing both of you out the window. Strength, don't fail me now. Uh, So that is a 17. And he rolled a 16. He runs into you for... You take four damage off of his hit, but you stop him from vacating the room. Excellent. His second attack, he's going to claw at you, and that is a 25. Whoa, that definitely hits. You take eight slashing damage from his claws. Okay. And now it is Thea's turn. (laughs) So he's blocking Flint, so you're going to try and attack... Uh, Nulara again. Sorry, Nulara. 13 plus... Uh, your sling is plus four. My sling is plus four? Yeah. Ooh, for, really? Yeah. I'm proficient in slinging? Apparently. Does a 17 hit you? Uh, 17 does hit me because that matches my AC and we said that is a hit now, ah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, 1d3. 1d4 plus three. Five damage. I'm sorry, Nulara. We're cool. I can roll for to break this spell. And now you can roll to save, yeah. Fuck. Is this a wisdom? It's wisdom. So that's seven plus and, four. And you have advantage. Is 11, and, which is plus two. Uh, An well, advantage? No, your, your wisdom saving throw is seven. So you've oh. got oh, seven. That's 14 two. plus two. So you shake whatever charm he had on you. And you know that anything you have been doing since then was because he put the charm on you. And now it's New Lars' turn. We'll hug it out later, girl. Is he facing Flint? Like, is he facing towards the window? I think they're in the middle of a man uh, hug right now, are they not? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they're Uh, more or less grappled, yeah, to a point. I like man hug better, but... 
yeah, so his back is to you and uh, Thea. Does that give her advantage? Whoa, whoa. Um, Stab him in the back. <laughs> I'm just worried about Flint now if they're like locked in a manly embrace. Um, nah, you go for it, girl. I rolled a 17. So that's 28. Um, where are his feet? On the floor. I'd like to chop off one of his legs. Uh, I'd like to chop off one of his legs. <laughs> or at least like below the knee, something. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Cat slash an Achilles tendon. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you could try so that's to do that. 16 damage on that one. Yeah, you take a good chunk out of his leg there. So he kind of crumples a little bit under that hit. Great, I'm going for the other one now. Kind of reaches off and pulls his hand away from Flint. So that was a 25. Okay. Is he, he's still upright though? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he kind of, yeah, fall, fall into one knee there with that last hit. Uh, okay, so that is seven plus four plus three is 14. I'm just going to try and just stab him right through with my 14 damage. Did I say what my roll was? I blacked uh, out. There was a 25. Yeah, I'm sure you hit him, but okay. what weapon are you using? Your flame sword? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so 14 damage. So you go through the body? Yeah, just right. Just through the body. Because he's going to be sure. have dropped away from Flint a bit, right? Yeah. Your sword is now through him. Yeah. Yeah, we could say that. Okay. Johnny rolled a 16. Does that get him? Uh, yeah, 16 hits. Okay. Uh, so Johnny gets seven damage. Even with that new plus three? Yeah. He only gets to roll one D4 plus five. Okay. Uh, so seven damage and then a uh, constitution saving throw. 15. Yeah, it's fine. He's fine. Johnny did, Donnie did sting someone that one time. Yes, I remember. That one time and it was glorious. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. We go to Flint. How's this thing looking? It's not looking, it's not looking good. It's got a sword through his chest. A flaming sword at that. A flaming sword through, yeah, the chest shoulder region. It's got a big chunk taken out of its leg. Um, it's pulled off of off of the embrace that it had you in. It was a sweet embrace. Oh, there. it really was. Yeah, you, you felt like he just he just meant meant good things. No, you don't buy it? <laughs> All right, well, uh, I guess I'm going to go for the old killing blow then. Okay. Uh, so that's a 16, which I think you said for Carla hit. Yep. Perfect. Six, and six is 12, and four is 16. Okay, still alive. Didn't sound like it killed him. No. All right. It keeps getting that stupid plus 10 back, so. Oh, natch 20. Hmm. Not going to get out of that one. This, <laughs> this doesn't seem like it's going to go well for this guy. No, no, probably not. All right, I've got a ton of things to roll. Six is ten, so fourteen on the first one. Eleven and four is fifteen, so nineteen on the second one. Thirty-three. Uh, yeah. So you, what do you, what are you, what were you doing? Because he's dead. Uh, <laughs> go, go for it. Uh, well, I was taking a vicious swing at his head slash neck area. Yeah, you do that, and it comes off like when a, a pool ball hops off the table. It's it's gone. <laughs> and as you do that, the mist that's still in the room begins to churn a little bit more, and looks like it's reforming 
as the little girl that it changed from. So there is the little girl is now in the room with you. And I suppress every urge to murder her. She's <laughs> she looks quite scared. What's your name? My, my name my name is Betha. Betha. Hi, Betha. Uh, Where were you? I I felt like I was I was in the in the room, but I tried to tell somebody, but I couldn't. I I couldn't. Everything I was doing and saying, I just, just, no one was listening. It's okay, sweetie. It's because you were missed. (laughs) I'm glad to hear you missed me. Yeah. Okay. So I, I'm pretty sure she's just a regular human child. Okay, human child. You're. Let's take you down to your parents. (laughs) Did you just call her human child? I did. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Let's take her down to her parents. And, um, yeah, not that they really noticed anything wrong with her before, because there is still one of these creatures, right? There was two of them, you wasn't guys, there? That's what everyone had guys. told us. Um, but maybe we Thea can take her to, her to a realization. What's that? If the mist was the girl, where else did we see mist? Oh, come on, God. <laughs> At Baron's place. His oh. sister is another one of those stupid Onis. Oh, no. Oh man! I'm trying to redress his facial expression. I know, right. but I think, but <laughs> but you you must be right, right? Wasn't that? Uh... There's only one way to find out. Yep. Let's uh, take her downstairs and uh, find Sasha. Yeah. You go down the stairs, and everybody's kind of piled in down at the bottom, uh, <laughs> listening in, listening in a little bit. And Betha runs back to her parents, the two people that were in the room, they had left. And everybody's there except Sasha and Baron. Naturally. They are sitting over in the main living area. There is still that mist about. Of course there is. And Sasha pulls from behind her and it seems to grow in her hand another glaive. And she swings at Baron. And he takes a big hit to his neck, and he is down on the ground bleeding. Mm. And she begins to take form of another Oni. Sweet. Still going to die just as hard. Oh, yeah. Music in today's episode was by Kevin McLeod of incompetech.filmmusic.io. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. Might even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. (laughs) Hannah is living her best unlife. 
while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay, okay, this thing is not playing around head on. Shit, incoming! <laughs> Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Apocalypse, A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the Netflix guy. <laughs>